Until 7, this is 3MP's Talking Fishing. For Shimano, Jarvis Walker and Wyndham Harbour. And it's a very good morning to everyone. David Kramer and Adam Ring with you for the next hour. We're talking fishing and don't worry about it getting cold, Adam. The warmth has been a bit of warm autumn weather, a couple of 20s this week. Yeah, it's been a funny old mild week, which we're mm. definitely not going to complain about. But uh, yeah, the nights are starting to get a bit cool, but you know what it happens. But hey, you can they can leave this mild weather on for a little bit longer because I'm quite enjoying it. The days have been beautiful. I'll tell you what's happened. Nature has turned its it's turned its nose up to me because I've been saying for weeks the water temperature has hardly even changed. And it hadn't. It was hovering in that 17 degrees for a long time. Well, guess what? In the last week, what an absolute nosedive. It's gone to the mid-15 degrees now. Both bays gone cold, and that is big for fishing. It is. And isn't it strange how it can go from holding nicely to because what did we say it was last Saturday morning, Dave? It was hanging still around six oh seven seventeen point four, seventeen seventeen point five. So, you know? so essentially a two degree drop. In Which is a lot week. when you're talking That's massive. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's it's a lot, and it will affect the fishing. And uh, it'd be interesting to see some of our reporters uh, this morning, you know, talking about that because although I've seen good photos of King George Whiting all week, you know, so pretty calm conditions all week, and. Um, you know, then the northwesterlies will kick in this weekend, and which is painful down on the peninsula because <laughs> even five knots of northwesterly means a bit of chop and a bit of slop, and then you don't sit uh, correctly with the tide flow. You sit ninety degrees to it, and oh, I don't like <laughs> a northerly or a northwesterly when I'm fishing the peninsula. But um, also some great land-based reports this week from down there too. We've got a special guest joining us tonight, Adam. Now, a lot of, I've got a lot of people in the shop saying to me, loving, loving the show on 3MP. Um, it makes up for you guys not being on TV. And we are on a break from TV. We take four months off. But our co-host, Tiffany Newton, I am so jealous. So, so am I. She's been sending us photos, Dave, and I'm legitimately jealous. She has caught some unbelievable fish up on the uh, New South Wales south coast in the last week. Well, she's going to join us this morning. Yeah, and that's tell us, like She's virtually going to give us a tour of uh, Melbourne to Ulladulla and, <laughs> and everywhere in between. And I mean, I fish the south coast of New South Wales, yeah, as you know. It. And, you know, oh, I mean, she's caught one species that I've never caught. And we won't mention it yet. That's a surprise no. coming up in about 25 minutes time. But Tiffany Newton joins us. It's big. Uh, Zach Cross as well. Brett Geddes, as always. He's over COVID. He's, he's, uh, he's back into things. Steve Johnson, as always, some good catches coming from Western Port. They're doing some work down at Hastings Boat Ramp too. We might see if Steve can update us on that. And, of course, Luke and Netta. Um, be interesting to see what's going down, uh, what's happening down that way. I yep. did get reports during the week that the commercial trawlers are working pretty hard off Wilson's Prom and they're targeting big breeding whiting. That is very, very disappointing. We've been trying to get that stopped. They are purposely targeting the breeding whiting that are congregating off Wilson's Prom before they spawn. It's not on. It needs to be stopped. And I'll tell you what, there's going to be a blunt message sent to uh, the two political parties that we're going to vote for next Saturday because um, it's not on. You can't target the breeders and think that whiting fishing everywhere else is going to be great. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's it's common sense and it makes perfect sense to know that that's, it is not on and Dave, it seems to me, I think they're more, they're rubbing our noses in it just as much as they are actually fishing for a half-decent haul. So that's disappointing, um, but at least it gives both parties something to get stuck into that helps us out in the fishing fraternity. Absolutely. All right, coming up very shortly, the Mornington Peninsula Report, and of course, over to Queenscliff with Zach, Tiffany Newton, Brett Geddes, Steve Johnson, Luke Anetta, they're all coming up very shortly on Talking Fishing on 3MP. First, there's the bumper-to-bumper traffic. Then, the hassle at the boat ramp. Do what I do and store the vessel at Wyndham Harbour. Not only do you get access to Port Phillip Bay and its fantastic fishing, you also have use of the private boat ramp. Not to mention amenities like barbecue, fish cleaning station, even a cafe. 
It's convenient boating at its best. Spend more time on the water and less on the road. Wyndham Harbour, only 25 minutes from the city. See website for details. Jarvis Walker's new Watersnake Geospot GPS bow mount electric motor turns Aussie trailer boats into fishing weapons. The 12-volt system with GPS lock, remote control and safe tracks function is second to none. Check them out at watersnake.com.au. Tired of wearing multifocal glasses? Why continue to struggle? Thanks to Medonic, your eyes could be young again. For a free consultation, visit medonic.com.au. Medonic Laser Clinic. The best place to lose your glasses. Love boating with family and friends? Better Boating Victoria is here to make it cheaper and easier to get out on the water. Upgrades to ramps and more car parking are all part of the plan and they've already made it free to launch and park at ramps across the state. It's all part of Victorian government's investment to improve recreational boating. For the latest news, check out Better Boating Vic on Facebook and Instagram. In these uncertain times, funding your lifestyle in retirement is becoming harder. But for over 15 years, HomeSave Wealth Release has helped senior homeowners do just that and without going into debt. Thousands of HomeSave Wealth Release customers have used the equity in their homes to pay off debt, renovate or just to live on. See how HomeSafe can help you by visiting homesafe.com.au or call 1300-307-059. Available in most postcodes in Melbourne. Terms and conditions apply. Until 7, this is 3MPs Talking Fishing. Fishermano, Jarvis Walker and Wyndham Harbour. The Mornington Peninsula Fishing Report, brought to you by Tackle World. At Tackle World, their advice is priceless. That's why it's for free. Love this time in the morning when we head down to the peninsula, my favourite place. Very good morning to you, Joe Farr. Good day. Uh, Joe, very settled weather compared to probably the week before where you couldn't get out at all. Um, it's been quite settled. I was just saying uh, before that the water temperature has taken a serious drop. How's the fishing been this week? So we had two weeks of pretty much unfishable weather. And then we had good weather and then my kid got sick. So I've been at home with the sick boy for five days and I finally got out this week. And um, I went to Rosebud and we caught 82 big whiting (laughs) without even trying. So that was pretty good. And then some of my mates have been fishing. So the bluefin are still out there, which is pretty cool. It's been good weather for it. Uh, Portsea is going good by the sounds of things like early in the morning, but I've heard there's a lot of Barracuda at Portsea. So glad I didn't go there, (laughs) but the reports are good. Pinkies offshore. And that's about all I know. We've, I went out, I did a half a day on a boat doing a service and we went squid jigging to warm the oil up and we caught our 20 squid in one drift. So that was good. So yeah, there's fish around. I'm going to circle straight back to 82 yeah. Whitey. Yeah. Is, is that normal for this time of year? Because it just doesn't seem as though it should be. We always have thought of whiting in the past. I know that's changed, that there are summer species. What's going on? Is, is that, a, like, that's just got to be pretty good for this time of year. Uh, that's 100% right on par, to be honest with you. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I sort of looked through my book. And pretty much 50 to 100 fish is the go. Joe, um, the, I fished Rosebud on Anzac Day weekend for some very nice King George Whiting, quite a few at the 43 centimetre mark. I presume that's your, your big size that you're talking about. And uh, I guess my second question is, do these fish leave the bay soon? We got good fish. There, there were quite a few large ones. Yeah. But there was, it was mixed. You know, we had a lot of fish in the like probably 35 to 38 centimeters. So I reckon they still got another year. They have. In the bay. Yeah. And we got quite a few large ones, but I didn't, you know, Rosebud, I never get any that I'm sort of 100% that they're heading off. It's just sort yeah. of one of those places. I don't catch any with eggs there like I do if I fish it down at Sorrento or. 
you know, it's just a little bit different. So, yeah, it's well, I guess only time will tell because um, you're right. Those fish that are sort of 35, 36, 37, 38, they're a year class behind and uh, they will certainly stay in the bay for another year, but it's uh, going to be very interesting. Those, you know, what I saw were 43 centimeters. You would think by June would be 45 centimeters because they do grow, grow quite uh, quickly and whether they are still around, we might have, we'll either have some thumping whiting in June or they'll all head offshore to spawn. No, you'll have them. They'll be down there. Yeah. I don't think they yeah. go too far. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a scientist, but I honestly believe that they're hanging around the coast here between Cape Shank and sort of probably Cape Otway is my yeah. guess. I mean, Years past, when I was doing a lot of land-based fishing down at Cape Otway, we would catch loads of big whiting from April right through into the winter. Whenever we could get on the rocks, they're there. You yeah, know, it, yeah. it wasn't really too hard to go to Cape Otway and catch a lot of big whiting off the rocks. Uh, Lauren Pier, pretty well known for it. Uh, we appreciate any time you can give us, Joe. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Joe Farr right. from Joe Farr Fishing Charters. All right, let's now head over to... Queenscliff, Zach Cross is the captain of cross-country fishing charters. Good morning, Zach. Good morning, lads. How are you going? We're going well. Now, uh, the Northwesterlies kick in this weekend. Uh, that's what you like to hear, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. Anything with North and West in it. Um, yeah, happy days. What will you be targeting this weekend? Snapper? Yeah, snapper. There's been a, a few shark and that getting about too. So we, we got a nice school shark there last week. So we'll be definitely... Um, yeah, out there trying to trying to snag another shark, and yeah, and, and some of the snapper we've been seeing some some better snapper coming through. So yeah, we're we're pretty excited to see whether we can um yeah we can keep that going. Jack, we're just chatting to Joe Farr, and he mentioned that a few barracuda have started to show up in the bay itself, which definitely a sign that the water temperature has dropped a bit. Do you get hounded by them a bit offshore as well? Yeah, we um up the east we got we got really hammered by them probably a couple of months ago. But they sort of come in dribs and drabs uh, up the west. Obviously, not what we want when you go out there and you uh, you go through thirty ten ounce sinkers and and rigs. It's <laughs> it's not really or or what they tend to normally do is um they'll obviously uh, attack your beads or your swivels or whatever they do, and then it's usually when you have got a decent fish on, then the line snaps. But um but um but now we're, we're touch wood. We've been we've been pretty lucky, but definitely up the east. We yeah we, we've had a couple of trips there where we've um yeah they've given us a bit of grief. Zach, what about the tuna scene? Uh, I saw some photos coming certainly from um outside of Western Port. Uh, anything outside of Port Phillip, or are they all down sort of the west of the state? Yeah, I haven't um I haven't seen anything still out there. Um, you mm. you still see the odd mutton bird and that sitting around. It's one of them things. If I reckon, if you burnt some fuel and wasted a day, there's no reason why you couldn't find um, a, a tuna. And and we have marked some up and stuff like. But it, it's it's one of them things. If you're not looking for them, you're like, oh, is it tuna? Isn't it tuna? Um, and unless you put the time into them, you you'll never know, obviously. But um, it wouldn't surprise me. But they're they're not in in big numbers or um, showcasing themselves for us to to throw anything out. Zach, when it comes to the school sharks and the gummy sharks, is that a, a bit more of a common capture as we move into the cooler months? Yeah, definitely for us out there, we find this time of year we'll see we'll see a few more um, gummy shark and school shark. And actually, funny story, we had, we had some we thought it was a big squid on the end of the rod, and we we sort of we wound it up. And, and I had a competition, I had a small crew on the boat, and I said to him, if they catch a bigger snapper than me, I'll give them a hundred dollars back. Um, and so therefore that then they were then they were happy for me to uh, to fish the whole time. So it was a bit of reverse psychology there. And, <laughs> and um, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I bet him. I got the first two fish I caught with the two biggest snapper. So I was uh, I was stoked. But um, yeah, and we we had this thing loading up, and I and I got it halfway up, and it dropped off, and I'm like, oh, it must be a big squid, and it hit again and come up, and it was a thump and big cuttlefish. It was ginormous, oh. and oh. Um, he got off. And within three minutes, it grabbed one of the other rods um, and we got him all the way up and I was out on the back swim deck and it kicked off and it absolutely drenched me from head to toe. And then it, um, it kicked the bait off and then I lunged out and, and I just scooped it up. And so we, we free, free netted it. 
And um, oh. yeah, it was it was wicked. And then that's what we we put a, a big chunk of that down, and that's what got the school sharks. So oh, unreal! Um, oh, how good is that? Yeah, it was so good. It was as big as I've seen out there. It was bloody. It was unbelievable. Like pulling up a couple of bricks, except they sort of just uh, you know they, they they actually swim, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly what the bloke said. It's like winding up a house brick. Said, yeah. Right. yeah, except there's a pulse at the end, you know. Hey, so I've been right. asked. I've never asked this question. Leader for for school shark. What do you use? Majority of our stuff, we will still just catch them on our normal snapper rigs. Um, but if we do, we'll, we'll always put one big bait down, but it's always, I've never grabbed the big bait. They'll always come and grab the one that's beside it. Yeah, um, yeah. which in this instance, that's what it did, but lucky we use circles. So it pinned it just beautifully in the, in the side of the mouth. But, um, yeah. if we are doing a rig, I'll just run 80 pound. Yeah. Um, yeah. And get it, so it's not going to bite you off. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's yeah. We run pretty well circles for everything out there unless things get really finicky. Um, we'll yep. pull a J-hook out, but majority of ours are, yeah, will be circles. Appreciate your time, Zach. If anyone wants to jump on board, how do they get hold of you? Yeah, just jump online, crosscountryfishing.com.au or give me a call on 04177 Coming up shortly, Tiffany Newton. She joins us from up near Ulladulla. That's next on Talking Fishing on 3MP. Bumper to bumper traffic. So frustrating when all you want to do is fish. That's why you should berth your boat at Wyndham Harbour. With easy access to Port Phillip Bay and its fantastic fishing, Wyndham Harbour is convenient boating at its best. With first-class facilities like 24-hour access and fuel, 24-7 webcam, live weather station, even an owner's lounge and shower. Spend more time on the water and less time on the road. Wyndham Harbour, only 25 minutes from the city. See website for details. Lake Gildan, Lakes Entrance or the Ovens River. It doesn't matter which is your favourite fishing spot. The Victorian Fisheries Authority wants to make it even better. As part of the Golden Tag competition, they've tagged more than 1,000 fish across the state. Some worth $2,000, some are called $10,000. You can win cash just by fishing and you'll be helping local businesses recover. It's all thanks to the Victorian Government's plan to get more people fishing more often. For more info, see the fisheries website. Jarvis Walker's new Water Snake Geospot GPS bow mount electric motor turns Aussie trailer boats into fishing weapons. The 12-volt system with GPS lock, remote control and save tracks function is second to none. Check them out at watersnake.com.au. Looking to give your business a competitive edge? Then come on board as a sponsor of Talking Fishing on 3MP. We'd love to get right behind you to promote and grow your business and our strong and loyal audience is a great catch. Simply email us, talkingfishing at 3mp.com.au. Bendigo Art Gallery and Graceland presents Elvis, direct from Graceland. This Victorian exclusive exhibition explores the extraordinary life and style of Elvis Presley, featuring more than 300 items, including a wide range of costumes and ultra-cool outfits, vintage memorabilia and treasured items from his beloved Graceland home. Elvis, direct from Graceland. Open now until July 17. Book now at bendigoartgallery.com.au Until 7, this is 3MP's Talking Fishing. For Shimano, Jarvis Walker and Wyndham Harbour. By integrating Shimano's market-leading flash boost technology, the Cephia Flash Boost Squid Jig range features an internal panel which shimmers continuously. Can you believe that? This patented system uses a reflective mirror suspended by micro springs which harnesses light and UV rays to attract squid throughout the water column. The continuous movement of the mirror within the body is produced by kinetic energy, which is highly effective to these visual hunters when the jig is paused, as this is when the squid is most likely to strike. Adam, do you believe Shimano has been able to fit a mirror with springs inside a squid jig? Dave, it's not something I would have ever called to happen, but... I'm glad they've made it work because it's an unbelievable squid jig. Flash boost technology takes squid jig presentation to another level and you need to see it to believe it. The Cephia flash boost range is available in three sizes, 2.5, 3 and 3.5. And there are 13 colors exclusive to the range. They will be absolutely dynamite this squid season. If it's quality gear you're after, ask for Shimano. It's time to seriously talk fishing. Thanks to Shimano. If it's quality gear you need, ask for Shimano.
Tiffany Newton, uh, you may know her as the co-host of Talking Fishing TV on Channel 31 throughout the year. Tiffany's also a leader with the Women in Wreck Fishing Network and an absolute ambassador for female fishing and someone who makes Adam Ring and I very, very jealous because <laughs> Tiffany Newton, good morning to you. You're up in New South Hello. Wales. <laughs> yes, that's right. So traveling up the coast and um, hiding out from some of this um, bad weather at the moment, all the rain. So Now I said you were in Ulladulla. I think you moved on to Kiama yeah. last night. Correct. Yeah, we've just got to Kiama now and um, yeah, we've sort of been fishing up along I guess, Gippsland and the coast. And then, um, yeah, we're just sort of planted here for, you know, a little while while we um, wait for the rain to sort of hopefully settle down a bit. <laughs> now, grey nomads certainly take off this time of year and they head up the coast, but anyone that wants to head up the coast, let's follow in your footsteps. Where did you go uh, first? You, I mean, we, we finished Talking Fishing TV two Tuesdays ago. Uh, yep. You took off the next day. Where's Correct. the first yep. place you went fishing? So I guess with all the talk of Gippsland, uh, myself and Matt, we headed straight up to uh, Port Albert, stopped at Port Welsh Pool on the way, had a little flick on the pier. Um, I hadn't been there for a long time, um, didn't catch anything there. So we set up at um, a free camp um, at Port Albert at the RV stop, um, just at the boat ramp, which was actually pretty cool. We saw the most amazing sunrise. Yeah. Um, from there, we headed up into Lakes Entrance camped behind a pub um at uh Kalimina, i think it is just before you get yep. into lakes yep. Yep. um so that was pretty fun um then we um dropped the the tinny into lakes entrance and had a little bit of a fish there and got a really nice whiting actually it was 42 centimeters i was pretty happy with that yeah, um but otherwise it was um yeah pretty quiet fishing in lakes so yeah yeah so we stayed there for a couple of nights and rain sort of came on in lakes um so we hit out from the rain and the wind and then um you headed up the coast a bit further yeah lake tires did you fish there we did yeah stopped at lake tires because obviously with the show and all the photos and everything coming through like <laughs> i was i was prepared for this giant flatty but not a bite like did not even turn a reel it was so hard but you know what the pub food was pretty good. <laughs> it is a well-known pub, that Lake Tires pub. Adam, you and I have had a, yep. a few meals and that, and it's fantastic. You then moved on. Where'd you go to from there? Was it into New yep. South Wales? Yeah, went into New South Wales. Um, so we stopped at Pambula as well. So we did a little bit of free camping along the way. Um, but then, yeah, stopped at um, Pambula, which called into Tackle World and, you know, spoke to one of the guys there about, where to fish because I hadn't fished Pambula before. So fished the lakes area and we'd heard, you know, there was some big salmon and even kingies and that cruising around through there, right through into the, the river to the mouth. So we stopped there, um, loaded the boat off the car and then um, proceeded out into where like all the oyster beds and stuff were. So I was pretty sure we're going to catch a really decent brim because it just felt really brimming. I reckon you guys would have fished there before. Um, and then oh, it was probably second cast, Matt got onto a tailor and that was probably about 42, 44 centimetres. Wow. Um, and then I was like, you know what, you're catching something, I'm going to keep casting. So we'll just cast in plastics, three inch and four inch, um, like paddle tails and um, like the regular tail ones. And then I hooked onto a 50, I think it was 57 centimetre salmon. And, you know, on <laughs> like one to, three, on one to three kilo gear, like, it was pretty crazy. And Dave, I've sent you a video of it, of the fight, and it was just crazy. Some good, I thought I had some pretty good angling in there. <laughs> I tell you what, I, there was almost more rod underwater than above. Water. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, oh my gosh, it's going to, it's taking me here and there. And Matt's yeah. driving the boat, trying to chase it. And then I was, I almost thought it was a kingy at once you know, at one time. And then as soon as we netted, I was like, oh my God, this is like the biggest salmon I've ever seen. And then, um, yeah, it was just good fun on light gear. Yeah, because you don't realise how much pulling power you don't have in a one to three kilo rod until you <laughs> hook something like that because you can control a brim fairly accurately with it. But once something chunky like that jumps on board, it's a whole different story. But uh, Tiff, there was a photo that you sent through to us and I saw it <laughs> and the fish may have been big and silver. 
Oh, and that's right. I'm so insanely jealous. Can you run us through that? Because <laughs> I was so happy for you when I saw that. Unbelievable <laughs> fish. Yeah, it's a little, little bit of a surprise, but I guess you never know what you're going to catch, you know, when you're in that sort of estuary. But um, we headed up the coast a little bit further to the Turos River, um, fished the heads and the river itself out around the four ways and um, probably caught about 10 to 12 really nice sort of flatties beforehand and then sort of maybe the 15th cast I uh, hooked onto a dewey which we'd heard they'd been in there but I guess that river system has sort of struggled a little bit with the dews lately or even mm. for the past few years but um oh yeah it gave me a little bit of a run I thought at the start I'm like oh this is gonna be a decent flatty like I have hooks like jackpot here and then yeah <laughs> to, see, to see to see a dew <laughs> I was like oh my gosh like I cannot believe it and then yeah it was yeah pretty happy moment there so some people fish the churros system and and the room all the way along there even bateman's bay yep. um for mulloway and never land one in their lifetime and and tiff <laughs> it, was, made, uh, it wasn't a small mulloway either it was so you made me cry you made me cry when i saw the <laughs> and photo dave you, dave you have a little bit of history fishing in there don't you as well Oh, like I've spent, you know, 20 odd years up there. I think um, it was in the early 80s. My grandparents, uh, they retired to Dalmeny and um, every trip I did to Dalmeny, my grandfather and I would launch at the Churros River uh, Bridge and just, there's a little boat ramp just to the side there and we'd go up the river and we'd drift back with the tide just catching flatties. And like I've got some really, really fond memories fishing with my grandfather there who, you know, only only passed away a few years ago at 96. But um, mm. but but I tell you what, um, never ever caught a mulloway like you have, Tiff. You know, and was oh, that on the light go. gear as well? That was on the light gear as well, and yeah, four-inch oh. plastics. So yeah, because I was, I was definitely going for the big flatties, and we did hook quite a few really nice flatties and lost a few as well. Um, yeah. Like I have caught some Jews, I guess, in different spots around, I guess, the state as well. So, yep. I don't know, maybe light gear, you kind of learn how to, I guess angle the fish a little bit different um obviously i didn't know it was yeah. a dewy at the start but um you know thinking it was a big flatty or something you sort of i guess take a bit more yeah. care going i've got to get this in the boat <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a cracking fish and uh so you've headed further up the coast i think tiff the further you go up the wetter it's going to get unfortunately because it just seems to be a weather pattern in that you know, New South Wales coast and into Queensland. So, uh, but anyway, we, um, we're going to touch base with you every now and again and have a chat about awesome. your travels. And, uh, <laughs> we'll see what, see what fish I've caught along the way, I guess. Yep. Keep <laughs> well, the photos we, coming, Tiff. Send them through. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting a good running commentary. It's been good so far. So appreciate your time, Tiff. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll keep in touch. Tiffany Newton, worth leader and co-host of Talking Fishing TV up on the New South Wales coast. Very shortly, Brett Geddes is going to join us from Gippsland next on Talking Fishing on 3MP. Bumper to bumper traffic. So frustrating when all you want to do is fish. That's why you should berth your boat at Wyndham Harbour. With easy access to Port Phillip Bay and its fantastic fishing, Wyndham Harbour is convenient boating at its best. With first-class facilities like 24-hour access and fuel, 24-7 webcam, live weather station, even an owner's lounge and shower. Spend more time on the water and less time on the road. Wyndham Harbour, only 25 minutes from the city. See website for details. Love wetting a line off a boat or from a pier? It doesn't matter how you fish, the Victorian Fisheries Authority wants to make it even better. That's why they're stocking a record 10 million fish by April, on top of 8 million last year. This means more trout, Murray cod, golden perch and bass to improve your chances. It's all thanks to your recreational fishing licence fees and the state government's plan to get more people fishing more often. Jarvis Walker's new Watersnake Geospot GPS bow mount electric motor turns Aussie trailer boats into fishing weapons. The 12-volt system with GPS lock, remote control and save tracks function is second to none. Check them out at watersnake.com.au. Enjoying better than 2020 vision is not as expensive as you think. For a free, no-obligation consultation, visit medonic.com.au. Medonic Laser Clinic, the best place to lose your glasses. 
Bendigo Art Gallery and Graceland presents Elvis, direct from Graceland. This Victorian exclusive exhibition explores the extraordinary life and style of Elvis Presley, featuring more than 300 items, including a wide range of costumes and ultra-cool outfits, vintage memorabilia and treasured items from his beloved Graceland home. Elvis, direct from Graceland. Open now until July 17. Book now at bendigoartgallery.com.au Until 7, this is 3MP's Talking Fishing. For Shimano, Jarvis Walker and Wyndham Harbour. What's biting for Wyndham Harbour? With easy access to Port Phillip, Wyndham Harbour is boating at its best. Now, we just spoke with Tiffany Newton, who travelled through Gippsland, said things were a little bit quiet, but Brett Geddes is the man to tell us. Is it quiet or is it full steam ahead? Good morning, Brett. Good morning, Ads and Dave. Well, officially, I beat the bug. Over the <laughs> oh, Come out yes. the other side. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got over the hump, thank you. Hey, hey, and, and Brett, people say the fatigue, are you, are you through that or are you still got a bit of fatigue? Yeah. No, I had two yeah. or three days absolutely flat. And uh, probably last Thursday, or, or no, th- the Tuesday before that. Yeah, oh, that was when I was at my worst. So uh, <laughs> Tiffany's been through Gippsland, right? That's interesting. Okay. She, what, she And she was fishing? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they fished uh, lakes and lake tyres and that. But um, we were just talking about, you know, we get all these photos sent to us, which makes us so jealous, but a beautiful mull away from the Churros River uh, oh, the yeah, other day. Yeah, it was yeah. just fantastic. But, no, she's... um. Putting in some hours along the coast and heading up to uh, heading towards Sydney almost now. I'll quickly start on some sad news. I want to end on a happy note. Tackle yep. World in Sale is shutting down. That's sad. We don't need that now, fishing world. That was not good news. I found out about that about a week ago. But uh, probably even sadder, um, Bansdale Bait Supply, which is pretty much an institution for those who know. Uh, where you can get live sandworm and shrimp and spider crab and all that sort of stuff. That's also now finished trading. And that's really sad for me, Dave and Adam, because, wow, you know, that was the old school Instagram slash Facebook. That's where you went and you shared the love. You, you learned like, even as a, a you, you got angler, the gossip. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bait anglers, they, you know, the Tambo's fishing great. I've got to get another box of worm and, oh, Painesville's on fire. Anyway, look, I'm not going to harp on that, but I'm just saying for me that that's going backwards in this fishing world as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. I don't know where we're going from there, but I had to make mention of that because it's just quite sad. So let's go happy. Let's go better news. Uh, now, first up, homework day from last week. Remember you asked me about the whiting? Um, yep. Yeah. So there, look, there's an algae bloom on presently down in the Gippy Lake still Still prevalent now, and it's even spread out into the uh, 90 Mile Beach, believe it or not. That's um, wow. was on the um, yeah, it was on the news just uh, last night, actually. There was uh, footage from overhead, and you could see that the green algae water had pushed out into the beach. So it, it's no real alarm bells. I know I've been talking a little bit about this. This is nature at work, but uh, it has slowed the fishing up. There's no doubt about that. And there's also, uh, to complicate that, there's a bit of flood water still coming down. Can you believe it? So, no, but but the, the KG stalwarts, the blokes that love those whiting, they're still getting them. And you wouldn't believe it, the, the go-to bait is live shrimp. Um, this is yeah. something, a little bit of a revelation for the, for Gippy Lakes, at least. It, it just seems that that really works. And I think guys have found that out, and females, anglers, as, as a whole, chasing brim with live shrimp and you're getting – whiting so that's been an interesting bycatch so dave that's a tick big green tick whiting still there the yeah. angler effort isn't probably as sick of it or as 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 much as it's been over the, the summer months because there hasn't been many people out so yeah. so that's Fred, been uh a, a tick Fred, as far as the shrimp goes for those that may be traveling to gippsland over the next few weeks are the shrimps something they can actually go and trap and catch themselves oh definitely yes yes um it's pretty common knowledge that uh, you can drop down even bits of tea tree or uh, on a rope and you can put them and dangle them down but beside like i've seen this um on on jetties at meetung and nungurna and that the locals will walk down from their homes and they'll pull up a, a branch of tea tree or whatever and there's shrimp 
hanging off it. And, and quite quite often they're, they're like as long as your little finger, some of these big shrimps. So, um, and you delicately put two or three on a hook. Um, and it's a, you wouldn't think that works, such a tiny food yeah, item. For a whiting bait, that's great. They're deadly. And so, good thing. Um, 90 Mile Beach. Now, the snapper, <laughs> this is just stupid, this story. I, I just keep shaking your head. <laughs> it's still go to 60 centimetres and better. Oh, it's That's weird. It, and it's been good weather early in the week, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, beautiful weather, uh, you know, not much wind. And they're still coming in. Is this going to be a case of like uh, whiting down your way? Is it a year-round fishery now? So we're, we're all waiting for the snapper season to stop but it just doesn't seem to so um that's good news too um and also elephant fish and gummies pretty much coming in as bycatch because see the angler efforts gone up to get these pinkies so people Mm. are sitting out there longer and longer and they're getting those as well and uh my two days were at holland and i caught some ripper brim to 45 centimeters on blades and lures so I'll have more on that next week because nice. it's getting uh, winter means big brim. And also next week, I've got news on Lake Tyres. Wow. Hello. Look forward oh, to yeah. that. Look forward yep. to that. Hey, Brett, uh, appreciate your report every week as uh, as always. I just saw our uh, producer uh, in the studio here, Pat Panetta. He was writing a note to himself for when yeah. he gets home. Chop down a tea tree <laughs> try and catch shrimp. <laughs> I'm not sure he's going to be successful, but he's going to have uh, some fun trying. He's going to chop down a toothpick and try and catch some shrimp. So great style of fishing there. And appreciate your time as always, Brett. Okay, fellas. I'll talk to you next Saturday morning. Good morning, Brett. Brett Geddes from down at Gippsland. All right, let's head over to Western Port now. Steve Johnson, he's the captain of Ace Fishing Charters. Very good morning to you, Steve. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Adam. Bit of settled weather during the week. Hopefully, uh, plenty of anglers got out. I know we've got a bit of northwesterly this weekend, but how's Western Port been? Uh, Yeah, look, uh, we've had some great settled weather, sort of, uh, you know, right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's all been good. As you say, a little bit of wind, but not nowhere near as much as they forecast early in the wind, early in the week, rather. They were forecasting sort of 20 knots and 25 knots and to be honest, I think it'll be a bit of a non-event and it'll only be about 15 and be lucky to get to 20. But uh, fishing-wise, look, we were out earlier in the week in the settled weather along with lots and lots and lots and lots of other people. Um, to be honest, we found the whiting a little bit tough. Uh, we worked all our usual haunts uh, the, from the eastern to Tangerton and Hands and all that. Got a few whiting, a few leatheries, a couple of pinkies, but generally it was a tough day. But... Uh, the good news is the settled weather's allowed lots of people to get offshore. Uh, and I reckon there's been tuna coming every single day, possibly except yesterday. I've never seen so many tuna come in. School-sized fish, but absolutely lots of them. So that's what the weather's allowing us to get offshore and people are doing it, which is really great. The other thing is saw some good gummies come in as well. So we could be seeing a little bit of a change of the guard as the whiting perhaps... Uh, cool down a little bit along with the water. Water's down to around about just under 16 at the moment. So it might just get a little bit tougher to find the whiting, but uh, good for the gummies and uh, certainly good for the squid fishing. Steve, this tuna thing's unbelievable because those fish out of Western Port, they seem to run on their own timing and own season compared to those maybe over at a Port Phillip Heads because that's been quiet for a few weeks. Now this fires up. Is it similar in the fact they're still getting them on smaller lures? What, what's been the sort of the general consensus on how to get them fired up? Yeah, look, I, I, most of the, the guys that I spoke to that have been out there were getting them on relatively small, you know, small skirts uh, with ockies and things on top. I don't know whether it's because they weren't using hard bodies or they didn't seem to be getting them on hard bodies. Look, a couple were, but small skirts seem to be the go. They're chasing, if you look at what they're coughing up, they're chasing little tiny... Uh, tiny white bait you know 50 mil long is what they're feeding on so uh, i think it's just a matter of sort of emulating something like that finding the birds and yeah they look they're widespread anywhere from flinders you know right across to the eastern entrance uh down off the windmills kilcunda and all all through there Uh, i think there might have been a bit of warmer water push up or something like that 
The um, you talk about the water temperature; it has dropped into those sort of you know high, mid to high fifteens. Uh, certainly in the same range in Port Phillip. The squid fishing it should really start to fire up, won't it? Look, the squid fishing will be great, and the, the biggest squid are certainly around. We've seen stacks of squid coming in, especially for that northern area of the bay above Hastings. Say uh, the tyre bank is producing well, but probably the the best of uh, the the good squid and the biggest squid probably coming from the quail bank you know right along to to rutherford and that sort of thing and also on that uh, on the bank which is south of joe's island which i think is the inside channel bank from memory uh you know some coming in from there as well but look i think any any of the banks including tankerton and and just generally along the along the edges a bit of weed will produce some uh, some good calamari just going to get better and better now as we uh, as we head into winter what about places like Warneet, Steve? Like, uh, we, you know, we do get a lot of north in the wind during winter, uh, and it's not a bad place to hide, is it? it you know, launching at Warneet and staying in those protected waters? Well, absolutely. Both Warneet and also the Turidan Channel, even though they're fairly open, uh, they're defined channels. And, you know, when the water's up, even if it's windy, the wind, uh, you know, doesn't create a lot of chop and, you know, a, a lot of wave action on top of the bank. So certainly you can launch at either of those places and not go out into the bay in general and just keep in those places sheltered from the wind. And uh, look, there's plenty of, that's where the whiting will be because the water's still a little bit warmer up there, probably a degree or two warmer up in that area. So that's where the whiting will be and that's where we will continue to get some whiting sort of as, uh, you know, as it, as it moves into, uh, into winter. All right, Steve, we'll leave it there. Really, really appreciate your time and, uh, you know, you get up early for us on a Saturday morning. Give us a great report every week from Western Port. Steve Johnson, captain of Ace Fishing Charters. Appreciate your time, Steve. Thanks, Dave. Coming up shortly, Luke Anetta. He is a commercial netter down at Corner Inlet. He's going to tell us what he's been catching this week next on Talking Fishing on 3MP. First, there's the bumper-to-bumper traffic. Then, the hassle at the boat ramp. Do what I do and store the vessel at Wyndham Harbour. Not only do you get access to Port Phillip Bay and its fantastic fishing, you also have use of the private boat ramp. Not to mention amenities like barbecue, fish cleaning station, even a cafe. It's convenient boating at its best. Spend more time on the water and less on the road. Wyndham Harbour, only 25 minutes from the city. See website for details. Whether it's your favourite spot or somewhere new... Whether you're baiting up for whiting, shark, squid or snapper, you'll get more out of this season with Shimano. Quality gear you need. Ask your bait and tackle shop for Shimano. Jarvis Walker's new Watersnake Geospot GPS bow mount electric motor turns Aussie trailer boats into fishing weapons. The 12-volt system with GPS lock, remote control and save tracks function is second to none. Check them out at watersnake.com.au. In these uncertain times, funding your lifestyle in retirement is becoming harder. But for over 15 years... HomeSafe Wealth Release has helped senior homeowners do just that and without going into debt. Thousands of HomeSafe Wealth Release customers have used the equity in their homes to pay off debt, renovate or just to live on. See how HomeSafe can help you by visiting homesafe.com.au or call 1300 307 059. Available in most postcodes in Melbourne. Terms and conditions apply. Looking to give your business a competitive edge? Then come on board as a sponsor of Talking Fishing on 3MP. We'd love to get right behind you to promote and grow your business and our strong and loyal audience is a great catch. Simply email us, talkingfishing at 3mp.com.au. Enjoying better than 2020 vision is not as expensive as you think. For a free, no obligation consultation, visit medonic.com.au. Medonic Laser Clinic, the best place to lose your glasses. Until 7, this is 3MP's Talking Fishing. For Shimano, Jarvis Walker and Wyndham Harbour. The Fresh Fish Market Update, thanks to the Victorian Fisheries Authority. Improving facilities to make fishing fun for everyone. And as always, this time on a Saturday morning, we head down to Corner Inlet. Luke and Netta is a commercial fisherman down there. And it's a very good morning to you, Luke. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Just before we came on air, I said to you, Oh, it must be nice and warm down there. It's been a warmer week, and that 
and you're fishing at night in the freezing cold. <laughs> How's it been? I've been pretty lucky. I've only had to do it one night this week, but um, it has been a bit better during the days. But I can tell you, as soon as that sun goes down, it gets pretty chilly. How's the fishing been? The fishing has been pretty good, actually. There's them garfish that we keep talking about just keep showing their heads, and they're back again this week as the, the tides have sort of gotten poorer during the day and poor during the night the um gars have turned up we've had some big flounders and a few big calamari so the fishing's been pretty good this week i was going to ask you about the flounder uh luke because we haven't spoken about them for a few weeks but still a few of them showing up in the nets i was in pretty shallow the other day and i had a shot for about 40 kilo and they were there wasn't many flounder in amongst it to be honest they were just great great big ones and um they start to row up a little bit this time of year. So I've, I've sent them off to uh, a place in Melbourne called the Builder's Arms and, and uh, they'll have them on. They'll be serving them all weekend, I reckon. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Luke, when you say you're, you're in shallow water, so is this at night and the fish are up on those banks feeding, are they? Well, it was actually during the day. So th- this oh. time of year, as as the water gets cooler, yep. the, um, the fish tend to take off into the shallow waters so we a lot of our fishing you know is in waist deep water you know we've got very shallow bottom boats and um yep. and we trim them up and we're in there and that's where the garfish are that's where the uh flounders are and and even the whiting at the moment and and surprisingly or not the calamari are way up there too even during the day and are they put off when it's a sunny day versus a cloudy day getting into those shallows not so much this time of year. When you get towards the summertime, they can be a bit because obviously the yeah. water gets really warm and the sun beaming down on it. But this time of year, if it's a nice sunny day, it's amazing how many fish are, are up there probably probably just enjoying the sun, to be honest, and warming up a little bit because the water's down to about 14 degrees. So Yeah, it's pretty chilly. I'm going to, uh, when we're finished this morning and I head home, we'll, uh, I'll be pulling some rock flathead out of the freezer for dinner tonight. <laughs> Got a few people coming around. How's the rock flathead been? Yeah, the rock flathead have been pretty good. A couple of the boys from um, Port Albert had sent quite a few into the market this week. And, uh, yeah. And I've got some orders for them next week. So fingers crossed we have a bit of weather come our way early, early Monday, Tuesday, but I'm, oh, it's not looking too good. But yeah, I've got quite a few orders for Rock Flathead next week. So they have been pretty good and there's some great big ones around. Luke, if you're forced to fish during the night because of weather or tides or whatever that reason may be, does that change the species that you actually target? Does sort of night and day you know, differ what's around? You sort of catch more garfish during the daytime. During the nighttime, they just go through the net or over the net, they, whatever they do. So um, it doesn't it doesn't really change the spots that we're working in, but it does change some of the species you catch. Like in, and during the night, you might catch rock. You know, you get a few rockling. You get bits and pieces of, of other stuff with them, Tommy Russ and, and that sort of stuff. It doesn't really change the area that we're working all that much. Luke, a question I've always wanted to ask you. There's 18 commercial netters down at Corner Inlet, and you guys work under some pretty strict rules where there's, uh, you know, you really minimise the interaction with the recreational sector. And I take my hat off to you, as always. You know, it's, it, it is good that uh, the sectors can work together. Do some of the fishermen, some of the 18, hang up the nets for winter, or do you all fish right through winter? No, there's a couple of part-timers in amongst us um anyway and you do as it gets colder you do see a few of the older blokes stay home a bit more regularly and and the part-timers probably go a little bit less but um yeah it's uh it's one of them things the fishing that when it's warm and it's a nice sunny day everybody wants to get out of the water when it starts to get cold and frosty nobody wants to be out there anymore so it probably uh probably does get a little bit less effort during the winter months than it does during the summer yeah, you know, I, I, I'm tipping it's not as much as the wreck effort. You know, I mean, pe- a lot of people have put their boats away now. You know, yeah. it's it's um the cold sets in. They don't like going early morning, and even some of them, uh, you know, I got a couple of mates who are retired on the Mornington Peninsula, and you know, they're they're early morning whiting fishermen, and they just this time of year, particularly you know last week when we had some fours and fives, uh, you know, some pretty cool mornings. They just don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> you know, at this time of year. So, and it's interesting to see, yeah, whether the commercials do the same or not. Yeah, no, it definitely, um, it definitely does have an effect. Like, you know, a lot of the time, especially during the summer months, we do fish during the night and stuff a, a fair bit. But when you get to this time of year, 
you try not to go during the night as much as you possibly can. It just depends on, you know, the tide's perfect or, you know, or you've got orders for rock flooded and stuff like that and you, and you, and you don't want to shoot the mesh nets and you're only seen angle. Then you go during the night for a, not one night and you try and only do it for one and, yeah, you do round up a few more sometimes. When you're fishing for the rock flathead and you're using your mesh net, do you actually put your net out? Can you come home or have you got to stay out in the water? You can come home. You, you can come yeah. home and um, and uh, you normally go out, shoot your nets pretty close to home. So it'll only take you 20 minutes to go and shoot them, half an hour, and then sort of uh, or to get where you're going and whatnot. And then you shoot the nets, you come back in and uh, home for a few hours. Sometimes you have a bite to eat, warm up, back out there to brave the elements again and <laughs> pick your nets up and, and back home clearing them and and stuff like that or you're clearing them as they're coming aboard you know so it's there's nothing worse than sitting out there and waiting i mean there is times of the year that we certainly do shoot the mesh nets and we just sit on them and and we do this time of the year we do it as well there's a there's a bloke who only goes meshing and he's on his nets every night he just stays out there on his boat i'd somehow be having a little burner going and a nice cup of coffee your thermos something like that even if they invented you know electric blankets for boats i tell you i don't i don't, I don't think i could do yeah. it sit there and wait for a net you know but anyway. well, I, I can't imagine how much they appreciate a warm shower oh, in, yeah. the, in the in the old days on the putt putts they actually had a little burner a little fire set up so that they could yep. light the fire on the boat and just warm their yep. hands up and stuff you know like the old wooden boats aren't as cold as the aluminium things that we run around in today. Really appreciate your stories and appreciate your time this morning. No worries, guys. Have a great weekend. Luke Anetta, he's from down at Corner Inlet Commercial Fisherman. Adam, I'll tell you what, interesting, because uh, not a lot of wreck fishermen like sitting around doing nothing either. And that's nope. probably why the old snapper fishing, when you're sitting there waiting for a bite, it's not good in the freezing cold. You know, you like to be either on the calamari where you're quite active and flicking lures or on the whiting if you're on a good bite and you're keeping active. I think that's the key to winter fishing in Victoria. It is cold, it is uncomfortable, but as long as you can stay moving, limit your sessions to the, the prime times, whether it be a break in weather or tide, Short, sharp, keep moving, keep casting and still enjoy it through winter because the fishing can be pretty good. This time of year too, we're counting down to the end of trout season, only a few weeks to go. A lot of people like to target some of those spawning run trout. We might have a bit of a chat about that next week because uh, there's some popular places. I know Tarrago is one of them up in uh, Bean is another one yep. in uh, southern New South Wales. So some interesting, uh, some chatter about that sort of stuff going on at the moment. We'll cover that next week. Coming up, the news at seven. After the news, it's back to your easy favourites with Julie Strini this morning. We hope you enjoyed the program. If you've missed anything, this program will shortly be available on podcast or online at 3mp.com.au. Or better still, download the 3MP app and listen from there. Until we speak to you again next Saturday morning, please stay safe on the water and enjoy your fishing.